Hey, Hannah. Hey, Kate. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Today, I am enjoying a hibiscus LaCroix. Oh, that sounds good. My drink of choice for the day. A little bubbly water, you know? Mm. Keeping it exciting, but keeping it chill. Yeah, I like it. I like it. What are you enjoying today? I am enjoying a limoncello LaCroix. Mm. Also delicious. Also keeping it bubbly, keeping it chill. Bubbly and chill. (laughs) On this Less hot than it's been summer day. Sub 100. Sub 100, baby. We We, can celebrate that. (laughs) We are basically in fall. Winter? Wait, is this the new winter? Maybe. It might be. Could be. Could be. All right, ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. How are you from Houston? I'm Kate. And I'm Hannah. And today we are going to be talking about how to find intentional rest. Specifically, you know, in our day-to-day lives, but also in fitness. So Kate and I both are constantly pushing ourselves to the limit when it comes to working out, but also when it comes to our regular school activities that we like to do. Our days are really full, so we're often finding ourselves pretty drained at the end of the day. Uh, So instead of using fitness as another opportunity to be competitive and really driven, we found that we can use fitness as a way to be restful. So taking away that competitive internal element to it and making it more of an intentional time to focus on our bodies and what our bodies need. So pretty, pretty good little spot with that. Uh, Recently, a little story time, uh, I noticed I started using um, a heart rate monitor with a watch. I was one of those latecomers to the smartwatch game. Uh, And I started noticing that whenever I would go for a run, my heart rate was getting up into the 180s, like pretty, pretty high for just a regular run where I didn't necessarily feel like I was really pushing myself that hard, yet my heart rate was not reflecting that. It was definitely reflecting like very, very hard work. So I started looking into that a little bit and I found some interesting science on low heart rate training. So the idea behind low heart rate training is to follow this little formula that uses your age and some other scientific things (laughs) to find a heart rate that you will not exceed during training. So for me, my heart rate turned out to be 154. So that's the max heart rate that I would let myself reach while I was going on a run. So the science and idea behind that in pretty simple terms is when you're exercising, your body is going to start out using aerobic training or aerobic exercise, which just means that your body is using oxygen for energy. And once you've run out of oxygen, your body transitions into anaerobic training. So in the anaerobic training, you're not using oxygen. And that's not nearly as efficient as when you are using oxygen. So the idea of low heart rate training is that the lower the heart rate tends to correlate with aerobic training. So the more efficient side of exercise. So if you can lower your heart rate for the same level of intensity, 
your body is going to be more comfortable, it's much more sustainable, overall just easier on your heart, on your muscles, on your lungs, while still getting the same benefits of exercise. Yeah, you're not gonna be overexerting yourself and putting yourself in a stress response, like a bad stress response from exercising. Yeah, so I tried to incorporate that into running. So whenever I would go for a run, like I said, I wouldn't let my heart rate get over 154. And this was really, really difficult at first. I found myself I running for like a minute <laughs> and my heart rate would spike to 180 and I'd have to go back to walking to drop it back down to a, a reasonable rate. And it took a few weeks of that run-walk pattern before I was able to run sustainably at a heart rate of 154 or lower. And now I've continued with that and I am able to run at an even faster pace, closer to the pace that I was at when my heart rate was getting up to 180, yet my heart rate is down at 154 or it kind of in between 150 and 160 now. Um, so really interesting training. I'm definitely still reading into it and learning more about it. It's a, it's a theory that was developed by Dr. Phil Maffetone, I believe that's how you say his name. Um, he's a chiropractic doctor and has a lot of experience in alternative medicines. So I'm, I just ordered his book, so I'm going to read that and see if it's got some valuable information in there. But overall, I've really found that this training has helped me just enjoy runs way more than before. And it was something I didn't realize was causing stress for me. I didn't realize that when I would go for a run, and my heart rate was getting up to 180, that I would finish those runs and be more drained than I should be. And I wouldn't feel like I just relieved a lot of stress. I would feel more stressed and more exhausted. And it just, it wasn't something that was life-giving for me. But I, I knew I loved exercise, so I was really confused as to why this pattern of exercising, which would normally make me feel energized or make me feel productive and like I was really doing something valuable with my time. Instead, I was leaving the exercise feeling drained, exhausted, stressed, anxious. So this has really helped me find ways to be just more peaceful with my runs, enjoy the run for what it is, go out and see nature and be in the sun, be in the sunshine, feel the breeze and, and use the run as a time of, like we said, rest versus a time of competition and pushing yourself to the limit and really finding what your maximum is. This is a time for me to dial it back and get away from stress versus immerse myself in stress. So before where I would run as a way to satisfy that competitive drive, which Kate and I both experience through school and day-to-day -day life, it was just overwhelming to be competitive with school and with ourselves in that area of life and also in exercise. I still find myself craving that little bit of competition now that I've taken it out of my exercise with running. And so I find ways to satisfy that by participating in team sports. Like I play soccer during the week and just recently started playing flag football and little things like that to still get exercise but it satisfies that need to be competitive and driven and um, you know a little aggressive <laughs> and and just kind of satisfy that desire so it's been a really cool exploratory journey of finding that balance 
Yeah, that's awesome, especially because I think that working out should always be for your body, whether that's pushing yourself or whether that's resting in in this way that we're describing during working out. I was actually very inspired by your low heart rate training back when you started a few months ago, and I didn't want to run. I was more interested in weightlifting at the time. So I instead tried to translate it to weightlifting because at the time I would be lifting these heavy weights and I've got pretty big muscles, so I can lift some heavy weights. Kate is very strong. (laughs) I can lift some heavy weights, but I was finding that I was starting to feel like really anxious and almost panicked, I would say, during my lifting workouts. And I started to feel very drained at the end of the workout as well. And I knew I was already sort of drained from just medical school and this lifestyle that where we have to keep up with so many different things. And like Hannah, I wanted my workouts to work for me and not contribute to the feeling of being drained. And so what I did was transition to if I started to feel that like panicky, really stressful feeling, I would take a minute, recover, and just lower the weight and just lift a much lighter weight. And so that started to work pretty well for me for a little bit. But then over the summer, um, I went to Europe for a couple weeks. And going into the trip, I was really nervous about keeping up with working out because for the last several years, I've used it to maintain a healthy mental health. And I was like, oh my gosh, for two weeks, I'm not going to be able to lift probably or do most of the working out I usually do. But I was like, okay, how can I modify what I currently do to suit traveling in Europe? So what I did was every morning I would wake up a little bit earlier than I normally would and do a little bit of mobility. So that's like active stretching and a little bit of passive stretching sometimes too. Just moving around to wake my body up and then we would do a ton of walking every day as one does in Europe. And I felt really, really good the whole trip doing just that kind of working out. And so when I got back, I was like, I want to continue working out in a way that really serves my body. And it almost felt like I was resting during the workout, which was really odd. But I think it was the aerobic training of just walking a lot That's aerobic cardiovascular exercise, since you're definitely keeping your heart rate a lot lower, your body can use oxygen. In the last month that I've been back in the US and back in school and back in my routine, I've been really listening to my body a lot more about the kind of workout I need that day in particular. This has been really hard for me as someone who really loves to plan ahead. So Sundays, I really love planning my workouts for the week, saying, okay, I'm going to lift five times this week and write out all my lifting workouts and spend all this time doing this. So when it might get to Wednesday and I've done two lifting workouts and I'm just exhausted, and I know my body needs maybe yoga or just a walk, or maybe it I just need to lay on the couch and study rather than go for a walk or even do any other kind of working out. It's been really hard to listen to my body because it feels like I'm being lazy because 
I love pushing myself and challenging myself. But I definitely had to reframe this whole working out, resting to work out perspective so that I'm thinking about listening to my body as the challenge. So that I'm still challenging myself and I'm still pushing myself, but I'm pushing myself in a much different way than I have been in the past. It's really similar to the beginning of my low heart rate training where it was a challenge to not just run. Right. It's like, wow, my heart rate's already over 154. I have to stop and walk. And that's so hard when you know that your muscles aren't tired yet and you feel fresh and you feel like I could just sprint right now and I'd be fine. But you get one mile into it, two miles into it, and you're drained and exhausted. And you get to the end of the run and you're drained and exhausted. And so instead, just like you're saying, you have to challenge yourself to be restful during the workout. Exactly. Yeah. Which, if you are someone who works out a lot and you try this... I will say it's a huge challenge. (laughs) It is, because there is such thing as overtraining. There is, yeah. And it might leave you feeling really drained and maybe even a little bit sick because I know I felt that way, especially after some really long runs or some really tough lifts where I push myself and I lift like way more than my body probably wants to, Mm -hmm. even though it's capable of it. Right. It's probably just, it's probably like, Kate, what are you doing right now? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I still think there's, there's value in those exercises that do really push you hard. Right. But they don't need to be your day-to-day maintenance fitness. They can be the sprinkled in workouts where you really do push yourself and challenge yourself in that regard, where you're not overwhelmed by the other parts of your life that are also pushing yourself to limits. Exactly. For example, today I did do a lifting workout that was harder than I might normally do, but today I had some extra energy. I took I rested all day yesterday. I'm feeling good about school, not super stressed out about that aspect of my life. Other aspects of my life are going pretty well, and I feel really good after that lifting workout. Whereas if I was really stressed, maybe I had a test the next day or something like that, I probably wouldn't do a really strenuous workout because afterward I might feel more stressed and more anxious than before the workout. Right. I feel like I personally have a max capacity on pushing myself to the limit. And if I finish, if I fill that out through school and maybe getting up early to study, maybe staying up late to study, I might not have any room left in that capacity to push myself in a workout. Exactly. And I can definitely relate to that. At one of my last jobs, I was working and I was not being pushed very hard in work and there wasn't a lot of extra work I could do. And and so work was just like, I was doing the work, it was great, but I wasn't super challenged. And so instead of being challenged at work, I decided to train for a marathon, which is a big challenge. So I got the challenge in that way. But right now, it's kind of flipped. So challenge in work life slash school life, and then less of a challenge in fitness life. So there's definitely a balance with everything. So if you are very challenged at work, and or if you're a student at school, then maybe you could also play around with intentionally resting during your workouts. But maybe if you don't feel like you're super challenged at work or school, 
then maybe you do play around with challenging yourself a little more while you're working out because challenges are always fun. Overcoming adversity, well, that's not always fun, but it feels good afterward. Right. Definitely ways to grow personally, um, both in physical fitness and just to the core of like who you are. So great ways to just focus on getting better. Mm-hmm. So Hannah, are there any other ways you intentionally rest throughout your day other than fitness? There absolutely are, Kate. So just kind of real quick to go through them. My biggest source of rest comes from my faith, absolutely. So I like to spend my mornings uh, spending time with God. Uh, Just really, it gives me a lot of peace throughout the day because I'm reminded of my purpose and my identity and I'm able to to trust God with just my worries and my anxieties I can really just let go of that as I approach the day it gives me a really good perspective on the big picture of the world um, but outside of that I, I like to take time to also physically rest um, not speaking to fitness but letting my body physically rest so I have definitely a history of <laughs> staying up very late. <laughs> um, this dates all the way back to probably middle school <laughs> where I would just push myself to stay up late because I really wanted to get like the perfect grade on the assignment or I wanted to make sure everything was meticulously arranged and perfect and done. And I just, I would sacrifice sleep first before really anything else. Um, So I have some really deep-rooted habits of sacrificing sleep, and so that's been a really hard thing for me to grow out of and learn from. So I've really been trying the past few years, really, to when my body is tired, even when my assignments, my studying, my school stuff, my workouts aren't complete, just letting myself go to bed and, and being really gracious with myself with that. So not making my own self feel guilty about not finishing something or completing something because I just needed to go to bed. So really just trying to listen to my body about needing sleep. That's definitely something I have struggled with in the past, but have continued to improve on in the past few years. Um, And I also try to take time to rest my mind. So like we talked about, school and our day-to-day life can be really draining for us. It can be that source of pushing yourself to the limit. So I try to find ways to rest my brain. So I'll go for a walk or I'll just be outside, enjoy the sunshine, I'll call my mom. (laughs) Um, And I really do love playing sports. That's always a really fun activity for me, Um, especially soccer, just going out and like, I don't have to think about school. I don't have to be thinking about studying or what tasks I need to be getting done. I can just focus on for an hour, I'm just playing soccer. Um, So that's, a bunch of ways I really like to find rest and but even at night or when I'm trying to fall asleep and really get that true sleeping rest I still sometimes have a difficult time falling asleep or like finding that peace and so some things that I will do to try and get into that headspace um, kind of going back to my faith I like to pray about it and so I like to really focus on the things that I can be thankful for, the things in my life that are just really true blessings. And I like to focus on the people that I love and care about in my life and and just like focus on them and pray about them and things that can go well and better for them in their life or the things they're struggling with. And it helps, helps put my mind in this perspective of the bigger picture. And the world does not revolve around me. My anxieties and fears and worries are not going to bring the universe to a halt. So just helping me put things into a good scope so I can really let go of that stress and find rest. 
That's awesome. Thanks. What about you, Kate? What are some ways you like to find rest outside of fitness? Outside of fitness, well, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but similarly to your mornings, I meditate every morning. And for me, it's a really good way to feel grounded and just come back into my body and get out of my head. And because sometimes I can wake up, especially if it's a busy day or a busy week, and I can be like, okay, what do I have to do today? I have this 5 million things to do. And the meditation that I do in the morning, I just focus on my breathing. I focus on how my body feels. And I just focus on relaxing physically. And I always come out of that feeling so much more clear-headed and just ready to take on the day. I, at this point, I couldn't imagine not doing it in the morning. <laughs> and then kind of similar to you as well, throughout the day, I've been practicing listening to what my body needs. So if I'm really stressed out, all right, what do I need? Do I need to do some yoga? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to actually just sit down and study because I'm stressed because I haven't started studying and the anticipation of the big pile of studying I have to do is stressing me out. So sometimes I just have to actually sit down and study. Do I need a snack? Because sometimes I just need a snack. (laughs) Or do I need to call my mom or call a friend or give my dog a hug? (laughs) So that's been really helpful too. And it's made me feel a lot more empowered and like I can handle everything. And I've really been practicing that a lot more intentionally in the past few weeks since we've started back. And granted, we are currently in an organ block learning about things that are not easy to learn, but the person who's teaching it is such a good teacher. So he's making it easy to learn. So maybe I have a false sense of everything is going great. (laughs) But for now, listening to my body, giving it what it needs, when it's telling me it needs it has been going very well. I would definitely agree with that. I think I, I know I've said this before, but I think it's really good to fall back on the advice of what is the most important thing I can be doing right now? And as we've said many times before on this podcast, that doesn't always mean studying. That doesn't always mean getting a workout in, you know, it's, it's whatever you really do need at that moment. And so sometimes that is studying. Sometimes that is going for a run. Sometimes it is going outside and sitting by the pool and getting some vitamin D, you know, or having a snack, you know, so really recognizing that life is so much fuller and more of a big circular shape than a individual thin little line of progressing activities so there's so many things that add into your life about making you stressed or about adding relief and you just need to be able to balance that and that's okay it's okay to lean on the balance and lean on the things that give you rest yeah exactly and building habits of rest so that when things get really crazy you just already have it in your habits that you already do every day like your quiet time in the morning and Mm -hmm. my meditation yeah so We just wanted to share kind of an alternative to you must push yourself and always be going for the goal because Mm -hmm. sometimes that's that's obviously like something we all aspire to, I hope. Hannah and I definitely aspire to that. But it's not always sustainable. And if you do that and you intentionally rest, then it is sustainable in my opinion. You know, the classic parable of the 
what is it, tortoise, tortoise, turtle, tortoise, tortoise in the hair, in the hair. you know, slow and steady wins the race. Sometimes you just got to slow it down. Yeah. Well, and mother nature never rushes, but everything always gets done. It does. Yeah. So thank you for listening. If you liked the podcast, we would love to hear from you. We really enjoyed putting this one together, especially because we just love fitness and we love sharing with you what we're doing recently yeah and we'd love to hear ways that you guys find rest in daily life too yeah exactly so if you'd like to let us know you can email us at howdy from houston podcast at gmail.com the email will be in the show notes so you can just copy that put it into the little send box in your email and send us an email we would love to hear from you we'd love it Have a great day, and we'll catch you on the next show. See ya.